You've taken the red pill. You're done with the blue pill. So tell me, truth seeker, are you ready for the gold pill? This is Transcending the Matrix Transmissions with Spence and Jenna. Are you a grid worker? Welcome back to Transcending the Matrix Transmissions. This is Jenna here, joined by my beloved and partner in shine, Spencer. And today we are going to do a deep dive with you into the concept of grid workers, expanding on what exactly is a grid worker, how does that fit into being a light worker, how to know if you are one, and how you can help raise the frequency here on earth and how this whole thing ties into travel, adventure, where you're called to go or where you're called to stay during these transformational times on earth. Now, the starting point of this conversation comes back to the earth, this beautiful corner of the universal time matrix that humans are currently existing in. We come into this earth realm, this corner of the universal time matrix to have an experience as souls in physical form, meaning that we get to walk around this beautiful planet and have experiences. And for many of us, we can go through our entire lives without realizing how alive the planet actually is. We are not taught in our mainstream school system that the earth that I like to call Gaia, is a living, sentient being having her own experience within the universal time matrix. And we are literally, as souls in these human bodies, on Gaia, on this earth realm, while she is having her experience. Now, just like we know from traditional Chinese medicine and the Lemurians and Landians, that the human body is more than just physical. We know that the body is ultimately light, sound, and vibration. We know that there are different pathways that energy flows through our body. Traditional Chinese medicine calls these meridians. If you've ever looked at an image on Google, it will show you that there's all these different meridian points and all these curves and energy flows that way. We know that when someone has mental, emotional, or physical trauma, these meridians can become blocked or clogged and discordant energy, meaning disharmonious energy can show up here. And this can create all kinds of things like inflammation and, you know, pain within the physical. Earth has that as well. Earth has a magnetic field that directs energy all throughout the earth. This is what we are terming the earth grids. What these different points are, are essentially meridian nodes. So you can think of the earth as having all these different portals, all these different sacred sites where a lot of energy emerges from the crystalline core of the earth, flows up through the crust and basically becomes concentrated at these points. The earth, because the earth is a body just like ours, then distributes this 
energy along things called ley lines to other points. And just like we have our own energy centers or our own chakras, Mother Earth also has hers. So when we start noticing this, we realize that we're connected to Mother Earth through these subtle electrical currents that literally are running all around the planet. And these electrical currents are also known as ley lines. So it's almost to me like Mother Earth veins, Mm -hmm. where the energy is moving, where it's flowing. And just like we have veins that flow in and out of the heart, Mother Earth has ley lines that are lines of energy coiling around the Earth in a similar fashion as a strand of DNA. And in fact, where most ley lines intersect, these are believed to be high points of energy or high concentrations of electrical charge. So when we think about sacred sites on Earth, places like Sedona, and you've probably heard of ley lines being mentioned before, or, oh yeah, at Stonehenge, there's ley lines there. It basically means that these are potent places on Earth where there's a lot of veins intersecting, resulting in higher energetic output or charges being in those places. So for us experiencing and working with that energy, there's a lot of potential, especially in certain places here on the earth. Yes, and these are the sacred portal sites, what I like to call the nodes that I mentioned, where the energy comes up from the crystalline core, which is the heart, ultimately the heart of Gaia, into these points and then gets distributed. And then when you have ley ley lines intersecting, this creates large amounts of energy there. This is why when you go to places like... um, Chichen Itza, where the pyramids of Mexico are, or you go to Uluru in Australia, you have this sense of power. You have this sense of immense energy. And the more spiritually attuned that you are, the more sensitive you become to energy, the more that you will really feel the power of these sites. And there are literally tens of thousands of these sites all over the earth. Some of them, because so much energy is crossing there, like Uluru, you can feel that energy for 50 kilometers away. And as you get closer, it becomes more potent. There's also what I call would be would be termed more of a micro node where you could say be hiking in some remote mountains up here in Canada and you might go down into a canyon and have this overwhelming sense of power even though it's not that big of an area because there could be a very high potent amount of uh, energy flowing there but maybe it's maybe it's not getting distributed 50 kilometers away so just like the earth our earth our earthly bodies have these different connections and these different meridians so too does the earth now when it comes to grid working and are you a grid worker we have to explore the conversation of Gaia's ascension and the nefarious forces that are trying to stop it. So like humans on our ascension right now, Gaia as a sentient being has chosen to evolve into her higher forms and do away with all of the tyranny, trauma, rape, and uh, ultimately per perpetuation of suffering that has been on the earth plane for a long time. Now, she has worked with her 
you know, her spirit guides, because just like you have spirit guides, so does Gaia, to connect in with Divine Source Creator. And it has been granted that she will be on, she is on her ascension path. This is why we're seeing so much change in Earth right now because she is fully consent consent fully consented and is involved on her ascension journey just like you as a light worker or a new earth visionary are on your journey just like you are clearing your traumas integrating your past timelines healing your vessel detoxifying earth is doing that as well. And she has to do that to prepare for her to enter into higher frequency states. We talk a lot about on this podcast about moving into fifth dimensional energies as a human. Well, the same thing is happening for the earth realm right now. And of course, there are forces that are determined to not have humans ascend and to keep us suppressed and there are also similar forces, sometimes crossover, that are determined to keep Gaia as a Earth, as a plate, as a prison planet, as a place of suffering where energy can be siphoned. One of the ways that this is done is by, by is by creating disharmony, disharmony, and corrupted, discordant energy at ley line sites, at power sites. This is done by installing interdimensional AI Archon technologies that siphons energy here. This is also done in the physical by putting things like military bases at at ley lines, crossings. This is also done by installing you know, cities and things like that at very powerful vortexes, or maybe even perhaps outright banning humans so grid workers cannot come and work on these energy points. So there are multiple different types of grids that as grid workers we can work with while here in the earth realm, but also in the more metaphysical sense and other dimensions as well. So we have the actual earth grid itself, which is essentially what connects all souls and these sacred sites on the earth realm via the ley lines that we're talking about. And some of the other grids that I would say are most common that we as grid workers can work with are the crystalline grid, the light grid, and the solar grid. So the crystalline grid is, as you might have guessed, linked to crystals because here on Earth, these are energetic tools, energetic resources that are extremely powerful for us to work with in order to maintain harmony and also to stay connected to the other realms as well. I see crystals as a gateway to connect into the major portals and dimensional doorways. This is why so many of us are drawn to literally making crystal grids within our home and placing them around so we can work with and connect to that energy. Yeah, and this ties very much into the sacred sites uh, around this planet because many of the sites that people are drawn to that have these huge energetic vortexes are in fact crystal-based sites. Many of these sites, if you were to do a ground scan of these sites, would be full of different types of crystals because crystals are massive amplifiers of the natural energy 
of the earth. So you can imagine if you had a crystal and you let's say you put a big crystal between two ley line or between two sacred nodes and there was a ley line there and you smacked a big crystal in the middle that crystal is going to massively amplify the energy flowing through it this is just like when you're in meditation if you have a quartz crystal in your hand and you're setting the intention that it is going to help amplify it it's going to amplify your ability to tap into the energy while you're in meditation Yeah, so I think of this as well where I think of where Spencer and I live as an example, and it's always felt like a very sacred, protected place in the mountains of Canada. And interestingly, there is a lot of crystal in the mountains where we live. And if you know where to look, you can go and actually find crystals in the forest. But it's not by coincidence, number one, that Spence and I are drawn to be here, as well as many other lightworkers, New Earth visionaries, just like places like Sedona. It's often because of the properties of the earth around us, whether it's certain types of crystals, certain types of rocks, ancient history from these areas and activations. There is literally codes put into the earth that many of us are called to work with and to activate or to even dissolve the more dense energies, but also to receive energies and codes as well. So I would say primarily a lot of us are working within the earth realm with the crystalline grid. We also have the light grid that many of us are tapped into, and this is what connects all of us to our higher self in the inner plane. So this is where astral travel happens. This is where we can move within our light body on a soul level through different dimensional experiences. So from a grid work and light worker perspective, this is where sometimes you're not actually even physically in a place, but you might be astral traveling, let's say to Mount Shasta or Stonehenge and actually participating in a global meditation or an activation for that area or a healing towards that area. Or maybe you're even just led there in meditation and you're receiving some downloads and some codes. This is where we are working within the light grid, which to be clear, isn't always the case, but is often the case that you might not physically be in that place. And yes, maybe you travel to a sacred site and while you're there, you're also working within the light grid as well. So we have the physical grid on the earth, which really is working with the crystal energy, working with the ley lines. Then we have the light grid, which is us more working in the multidimensional sense with astral travel. And there's also the solar grid. And this is what links the golden solar disks around our planet, where you hear people talking about light language, light codes, solar codes, sun codes. This is the energy that is here to create and to sustain our life on earth. So when we're in alignment with our higher self, we can continue to activate more of these codes, which I believe is why so many of us who are here on the earth right now are receiving light language, light activations. We're wanting to be out in the sun more because we can work with this energy in this grid in order to connect us more with the central sun. (laughs) I did not expect you to finish with the central sun there because I feel like that is... That kind of took me in a whole different direction just hearing we that. We can circle because, back to the central sun. Yeah, I think sun. we'll circle back to the central sun. 
The big thing I want to say here, now that we've talked about some of these grids, is just a reminder that the Earth is part of the universal time matrix, which is everything that composes the universe in, you know, putting it in one box, if you could do that. And when we're saying planetary grid, crystal grid, all these different grids, this is a way that our human mind can synthesize and make sense of the multidimensional. It's just like a body where you're sep- we've separated into systems. Oh, you have the endocrine system. Oh, you have your organs. You know, oh, you have your lymph glands, whatever, right? Like we've separated it down. But it's very important to remember that the universal time matrix is a whole. And the sooner that you realize it's a whole, the easier it's going to be to play within it. Like, yes, we have the planet. Yes, we have the planetary grid. Yes, we have the earth grid. Yes, we have the light grids, the solar grid. But they're they're all working harmoniously together in order to create what we see out of our eyes and that our soul exists in, which is the earth realm. So don't get lost in trying to separate and work with all of them individually. And as a starting point, start by working with what is around you, which is the earth grid. I think this is a great, a great point to jump into. Well, how, like, why the heck are we talking about a grid worker and are you a grid worker and i truly believe that every soul who is incarnated all eight billion they say of us is a grid worker now it's whether you are the distinction is whether you are becoming an intentional grid worker or not but simply by incarnating here to have a human experience wherever you are on the earth whether you're in india antarctica up here in canada you are helping realign the grid when you were just about to tap into this incarnation you were essentially assigned to be at a certain point wherever you are right now in order to help free up any of the discordant stagnant energy remember the agenda to siphon Gaia's energy and siphon human energy is is one that is very deep has been going on for a long time and is actually happening at almost every single point of the earth grids so every single soul here right now is becoming a transmuter of energy and this is what it means to be a grid worker it means for you to come to a certain area whether it's a sacred site or maybe it's not a, you know a specifically well-known sacred site maybe it's out in the farmlands or prairies somewhere and you're just drawn to stop your car and go out into this field with the cows and to take some deep breaths that is actually helping to move disharmonious and discordant energy that was at that site out because humans are essentially the conduit one of the conduits or neurons that help Gaia on her ascension journey. When you soul, when your soul said, hey, I'm coming in this time, I'm incarnated in 1989, and I'm going to do this, this, and this, part of your soul assignment was knowing that you would be a transmitter, a transmitter of this discordant energy. And a lot of times when we feel sadness or you go to a site and you have a certain sensation, it's not even your sensation. It's you helping move this energy that's been stuck through you and out. That's where the human vessel is a very unique 
manifestation within the within the universal time matrix is we have the ability to help clear discordant energy from the grids simply by being. We're going to go into how you can move from a um, unintentional grid worker, which billions of souls are that, and that's totally fine. That's part of the soul journey. But we're going to talk about how you can move into that space of intentional grid worker and amplify the amount of shifting and transmuting that happens within the earth grids through your intentional process. And what does this do? Well, this speeds up the the ascension process of not only humanity, but Gaia as well. It makes it so in linear time, we are entering into what we call the new earth reality, where Gaia has ascended, where we have ascended much, much quicker. And that is the exciting point about more souls waking up to being an intentional grid worker. Mm-hmm. I see grid workers as advanced types of light workers who are here to help the collective and the earth anchor in new energies that are really important to our planetary grid because this it's not even necessarily a new grid, I would say, that's happening right now. It's almost like a new template, a new blueprint. It's an evolution of the grid that is very specific to the times that we are in right now. And the grid is almost expanding to be able to ground in the new energies that are flowing into planet Earth right now. So if we know that grid workers can literally be anyone on this planet, we all have the capability to do grid work. I believe that what makes it a more advanced type of light work is the fact that there's more intentionality behind what we might be doing because light workers are souls who essentially have come to earth and one of their purposes or missions is to raise the frequency on earth grid working is like an elevated version of that where we're working with the actual earth grid with intentionality, like Spence has described, in order to help raise that frequency. So it's like one expression of light work. And we can do future episodes on more types of light workers, but today's theme is all around the grid working side of things. I feel like as grid workers, we are inviting in the sacred light, the solar codes, the light codes, the upgrades, the new earth frequency through us, literally through our physical vessel, through our openness and willingness to help anchor in that energy here on earth through our embodiment as well, meaning that if we get different messages or activations while receiving codes and upgrades from these sacred lands or the sacred lands around us, it's our integration of that, our application of these things that can really help the collective frequency here on earth to increase. I really do feel that most of us who are tapped into the grid working energy, we can feel this transformation that's taking place. And we have the knowingness, we have the call that we are here to play a role in the shift of this new earth timeline. So if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, this is me, this can be validation for you that you're exactly where you're meant to be in listening to this, but also in who you be and how you show up here on the earth realm. As grid workers, it can be a conscious, intentional practice like what we're describing, but it can also be really subtle and subconscious. Like I believe Spence and I were doing grid work 
far before we realized that we we were. And so there's that element of it and knowing that the more conscious and aware you become of it, the more you can amplify the energies and the work of what it is you're doing. I'll go as far as stating that anyone who has ever traveled anywhere outside of the land that they are on is a grid worker. I believe that every single travel is an act of grid working, whether subconsciously or unconsciously or consciously. And I also believe that sometimes people who have literally not gone anywhere Sometimes it might be that they have such a deep relationship with the land that they're in that they're actually doing immense mm-hmm. grid work exactly where they are as well. Yeah, and there's so many different levels of grid work. Remember, this is multi-dimensional. That's one thing you're always going to hear Jen and I talk about in our programs and our podcasts um, on our channels is this is extremely multi-dimensional and we're not here to compare. You know, some people have traveled all over the world and have been to you know, a hundred different countries. That doesn't make them any more special in terms of a grid working perspective as someone who grew up and lived and, you know, existed and didn't travel outside of their little, you know, their little rural town in Mississippi Mm -hmm. uh, their whole life. You know, that idea of you're born and you die within 10 miles of each other. That that doesn't make, make that any less valid of, helping clear the discordant energies as someone who goes to many, many different sites. And I think it's important to continue the conversation around those who go to many different places, those who have the travel exploration call is because on a soul level, you're meant to go and experience upgrades and activations at all these different sites with your, you know, your advanced soul template. And you're also clearing in your own unique way. Many of us have it encoded in our DNA to have direct activations and relationships with these various sacred sites that we travel to. It's actually written in our DNA and we don't have to do anything. We just simply are called to a certain area. We go there. We have an experience. Maybe we hike around. Maybe we pray. We meditate, whatever it may be. And that is literally because our energy was physically placed there, helping any discordant energies harmonize. And this is why we're, we've been in the age of travel, right? We're in the age of travel where growing up, like you know, so many people from the so many there was a huge tidal wave from 1990 forward where people didn't people wanted to travel everywhere and that's because we're on the ascension process of humanity and so was Gaia and naturally souls have been sparked to go on all of these massive travels look at in 1970 it was very uncommon for someone who was 25 to go on all these travels it wasn't unheard of but it was definitely not as common as what i call the instagram travel area where era where people are going everywhere that's because there's such a call to harmonize the grids at an unconscious level that people have traveled everywhere and as we're going to talk about in part two of this episode this is why we're seeing the the agenda of suppression trying to limit travel more and more and more because the powers that not not powers the ones that seek to suppress human consciousness don't want us 
going and activating all these different sites that we may have direct DNA and a direct relationship coded into us when we incarnated. They want to put a stop on that. Yeah, this is where right now I'm finding for so many people as well, they have different past live experiences and knowings that when we go to physical places, sometimes randomly and not knowing, we can receive so many messages so many clearings that it opens up a lot for us, even if we don't actually have a tie to that area. And for Spence and I, we have gone to a lot of places where seemingly out of nowhere, we're called to go to Newfoundland or we're called to drive to Alaska or we're called to go to Bali. And I'll be honest, sometimes those places were not what I was hoping or expecting or projecting them to be. However, I felt like even in the brief times that some of these places we visited were, we received exactly what we needed. And in many cases, I feel like we contributed what was needed as well. Yeah, the earth experience for souls is one of symbiosis, right? It is a give and receive. We receive the clearings from the land and we also give our energy and our our vessels, our multidimensional beings as conduits to move this stuck or blocked traumatic energy of Gaia. It's give and receive. And one thing I have noticed amongst our clients, amongst ourselves, amongst awakening new earth visionaries is when we go to these sites, we will always leave. We always depart these sites more nourished and more vibrant on a soul level than when we had it because it's triggered DNA activations. It's checked off that box in the soul contract that we came in with and it's helped to free up some of the blockages, which ultimately this is how Gaia ascends and we move into the new earth is we help clear all of these discoordinated blockages so that the energy can fully flow. And as the energy fully flows, more and more people awaken, more and more people are in a higher frequency frequency because Gaia is in a higher frequency. And before long, we have moved into the manifestation of the new earth timeline where the energy of earth is just flowing like crazy. And because it's flowing like crazy, we're nourished like crazy and we're getting activated. And before long, more and more harmony comes to the grid. From a sacred geometry perspective, when there is discordant energy, whether in your body or whether in the ley lines, if you were able, if you're able to look at this from a psychic high level perspective, you're going to see all kinds of weird corners and bends and darkness and twists and turn that don't feel that natural. But as the energy clears, whether in your meridians for your personal evolution or whether in the grids, you're going to see the sacred geometry coming into alignment and it looks so, so beautiful. And as the sacred geometry at these sacred sites comes into alignment, well, as we've been talked about, talking about, the energy is going to flow more cleanly and more, you know, greater quantities. And before long, there won't be any discordant energies and earth will have moved into higher harmonics. And with the souls that are choosing to do our own work and healing, we will be moving with her too. I feel like a big part of grid work is 
or the result of it is moving us more towards unity consciousness as well and away from separation consciousness. Because if you think about it, even on an earth level of all of us earthlings traveling around the world more and more and more, it's helping us to connect to different communities, different cultures, different traditions that 40 years ago, 50 years ago, the average person wasn't necessarily getting exposed to other than maybe in books. National Geographic. Yeah, <laughs> so us actually traveling around is by extension creating more unity consciousness. And grid workers, they might be consciously but also often it's subconscious where we're working with clearing and dissolving this old energy in physical places and receiving our own soul activations and rememberings from these places as well. I'll give an example from when Spencer and I went to Nicaragua. We received a lot of soul initiations, a lot of solar codes, a lot of downloads, and also and this has been something on our path, we often will hit a point where we feel complete. We feel like our role has been played, so to speak, and everything kind of shifts and shuffles around that, where we've had times like in Nicaragua where our human self that wants to control the situation from our ego is in full planning of this is where we're going to be, let's buy land, let's do this, and then we'll get kind of our source god smackdown of like the redirect of like nope your time here is done we helped a lot of people move down south we laid a lot of the pathway and foundation for many friends and connections who are thriving down there and it felt like the next part of our role was to take some of those lessons learnings and activations and for the time being bring that energy back into the density aka Canada, although I know many countries around the world are purging and moving through their own density, but in our specific circumstance, it felt like we went down, we essentially got a break from some of the density up here. We were able to help a lot of other people, which is all an aspect of grid work. We were able to receive a lot of soul lessons for ourselves and also to bring some of that energy up here where we've continued to lay the lines, so to speak, to work with the codes, to work with the energy, to work with the land here while remaining open and adaptable to where we're directed to next, to what reveals itself next. So for anyone listening to this, I want to remind you that grid work can look like a lot of different things and one of the biggest components of it is to trust and to tune in. And when you're in places, whether it's exactly where you're at right now, because there's a lot of grid workers I know who, as an example, haven't left Canada, haven't even left their local area in terms of travel over these last couple of years as things have been amplified. And it's exactly where they've been meant to be. There's a lot of people who have been holding the line, so to speak, in whatever area they're in, where it's really important that as light workers who are doing grid work that many of us actually stay in certain locations and hold the energetic and work with people who in a more transient sense are maybe coming and going from the area or people who are actually being redirected and guided to move to that area. So there's a lot of shuffling, there's a lot of movement happening right now, but when we use our discernment and tune into where 
we feel we're meant to be, I feel that's the key here to open a lot up. Because as grid workers, like Spen said, it's kind of like doing acupuncture on the earth meridian. So the more we can be empowered as individual souls to raise our frequency, to allow our body to be a physical vessel for these energies to move through us like a conduit, and also to receive the energetic upgrades, messages as well, is where a lot of the magic is happening. And I know Spencer alluded to this a little bit before on the fact that we are electromagnetic beings. So maybe, babe, you can expand just a little bit on that concept because I think it does tie in quite beautifully. Yeah, so it's a very unique situation, perspective, experience that we as souls are having right now in these physical human vessels in this corner of the universal time matrix on the earth plane because we are actually two different types of energies and this is what creates the physicality and a lot of souls don't are not currently experience, experiencing what we're experiencing because we are electromagnetic beings this happens because of the unique template of the earth and her magnetic core, her crystalline core, which emits magnetic energy, and the sun, our local sun called Solaris, which um, basically emits a form of cosmic radiation that is electrical. The merging of these two energies is what creates humans, these electromagnetic beings uh, this template of in physicality that the that the soul can enter into in order to have an experience. It's really quite interesting because, from my perspective, it's the it's a beautiful showing of divine creator, great spirit manifested in the physical from these two energies. We have the electric energy of the sun, which has a more masculine yang energy. And we have the magnetic energy of the earth, which is that feminine yin energy. This is why when people say earth or Gaia, we're typically coming from a context or it's insinuated that the earth is feminine and that the you know that the sun is masculine and we can go on different discussions around that but the fact is these two energies the electricity from the electricity from the sun and the magnetic energy from the earth meet and this meeting point is us as humans we can't exist in physicality with out either one of them and we have this unique opportunity where we can transmit energy both ways because we're electromagnetic beings we can transmit the the traumas and the pain stored in the earth grids and ley lines out and out up and out and we can also transmit in very high electrical codes which will help balance and restore the earth grids from the sun now just looping back briefly to the grand central sun which is called alcyone and how this ties in is a lot of the electrical energy that comes through our local sun Solaris actually comes from Solaris's sun, which we call the grand central sun. And there's a lot we can go into around astrology and galactic alignments and cosmology, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the point being here, 
as the the very 80-20 is, this beautiful energy gets comes from the central sun into Solaris, where it then gets distributed towards Earth and into the Earth grids and into humans. And by the reverse, this beautiful energy of magnetics comes from the crystalline core and out. What has happened is there has been a lot of interdimensional manipulation by nefarious beings, whether you want to call them archons, AI, whatever. There's parasite players. There's lots of different terms for for reptilians, whatever, right? There's so many different terms and they're all interconnected in some ways. But the the result has been manipulation and siphoning and distortioning of the electromagnetic connection between the two. And ultimately, we as souls have the ability to help clean up and harmonize that energy because we are electromagnetic beings here in the physical. Whoa, those were some codes dropped (laughs) right there. I don't even have anything to add on that other than reaffirming that we are electromagnetic beings. And this is an aspect of how we can do grid work here on earth. Something else that popped through while Spence was sharing that transmission as well is that on on different travels and going to different places on the grid, we have what I call soul collisions. And sometimes an aspect of why we're guided to go to different places, often randomly, is less to do about the land or that's only one aspect of it and it's actually largely to do with the fact that we are divinely being orchestrated to have a soul collision with one or more other people right so maybe you've traveled to a place and you end up meeting your soulmate or sometimes it's actually just the most random interactions and you meet someone just one time but you literally or energetically are passing on some information, some activation, some coding to that land that you're visiting or vice versa. There's been many people I've met while in my local community who are actually just passing through or they're visiting or they were drawn to this area and we might never see each other again, but we might have a really amazing conversation or I might share something with them that completely shifts the trajectory of their life or vice versa. And so I do feel that the land is often calling us in to connect with other people or to lead us to different collaborations or learning of new skills that maybe we otherwise wouldn't have learned if we hadn't been called to those specific sacred lands. And one of the questions I repeatedly ask myself if I'm feeling unclear or if I'm feeling the tides of change, like something else is to be revealed or it's shifting for me, and maybe I don't feel clear or maybe I feel, because I have many times, have been conflicted on where I should be. Should I stay put? Should I go? And so I like to ask myself frequently this somewhat rhetorical question of where does my soul desire to be? Or I'll ask myself, where on earth is my optimal timeline? Or where on earth am I guided to be where I can be of the highest contribution to raise the collective frequency? And really, it's about getting curious. It's about asking the questions. I feel this is a time to be fluid, to be adaptable, to really trust where you are being 
led because anybody can do grid work. Like Spencer said at the beginning of this episode, anyone who is drawn to this can bring intentionality into working with and activating the grid, activating themselves. And it really comes back to having an open heart, to having loving intention, and to know that we do all have a role to play to contribute to this collective transformation and ascension that is taking place on Earth right now. Yeah, so to conclude this episode, I'm just going to share with you some potential grid work activation techniques and tools that you can use. There's numerous ones of them. And often the ones that I have found create the most activations where you might actually be at a sacred site and have visions or huge sensations and things are usually from very simple tools, tools that our ancestors have used for many, many years. So what I would say as some of my top tools are grounding into the earth. So when you go to sites or you feel the call, take your shoes off, put your feet on the ground, take some deep breaths, and literally imagine yourself as a benevolent, energetic conduit that is completely and utterly shiny that nothing will stick to. And this is an important thing because if you're not intentional about setting these powerful you know, these powerful intentions before you do this grid work, you can actually end up taking on some of the density that you're then going to have to work through. But if you set the intention that this, you know, I am here to allow any stagnant traumatic energy from this aspect of the earth grid to powerfully transmit through me without attachment, without judgment, without sticking into any aspect of my multidimensionality, uh, I'll allow this to happen. Take some deep breaths and just allow that energy to flow through you without naming, without judging it. You may feel emotions. That's okay. Just let them flow. Maybe you cry. Maybe you feel the need to yell or express. Do whatever feels natural. And then when you're ready, set the powerful container to conclude that energetic flow and carry on with your day. It's very important to set the container because you don't want to go to these sites intentionally practice some grid work and then end up leaving with a whole bunch of density on you. That's not really the point of grid work. And then you have to go through your own stuff and journey to clear this. And maybe you come back home, but you have all this density on you. I see it happen and it's happened with me. So it's about setting that powerful container when you're taking your shoes off. Another great thing to do can be to pray while you're on this land and to pray for this energy to easily transmute. In some cases, as we move on on our ascension journey, people will come together in, in you know, in collective and actually tear down any of the things that are blocking the ley lines. So that will be something to look for in the next little bit. Maybe you've seen what's happening in France and the tearing down of the siphoning center of Black Rock, one of the biggest uh, hedge fund control entities in the world. Though, you know, that is an expression of some of these things that can happen a while ago got buried, but that was multiple years ago. The Notre Dame Cathedral caught on fire. Mm -hmm. um, that's another. That was another 
site, amazing building, but another place that was siphoning a lot of energy. So it got burned down. You know, they're telling us that it got burned by X, Y, and Z. We don't know the truth behind that right now. But what I'm saying here is we're going to see people come together and take away some of these siphoning tools, whether it's military bases or corruption or, you know, sometimes even like 5G towers and grids and things like that that are being used to siphon right now. And that's that's a whole nother topic of discussion we could go into is how is some of this technology like 5G actually harnessing and distributing and distorting the earth grids unnaturally? Yeah, I think the big thing that I really want you to take away as you listen to this episode is that you can't fuck this up. If you are coming from a place of loving intention, even if sometimes you feel like, oh, is there something else here I should be doing? Am I getting it right? I'm not seeing crazy light language code symbols coming through or I don't have crazy channelings or guides talking to me or maybe you do. But no matter what, you can't mess this up. And if you're feeling called to work with the grid, then that's all the confirmation that you need, that you're on the right path and that you are fully within your sovereign right as a soul having a human experience that you get to do that. You get to lean into it. And the more of us that are working, the more we can anchor in the the dominant new earth timeline experience for heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. Another great thing that can be done, one that I often work with no matter where I am in the world, is to actually call in the benevolent ancestors of these sacred sites to to guide you on what they feel could be beneficial. And this could show up in different ways. It could be a sensation on your spine. It could be a direct message. It could literally be a, a, a crow or a raven or a bald eagle flying over you after you ask these messages. It can look something like being on the land, sitting in meditation, viewing the temple, whatever, and saying, you know, sacred, benevolent ancestors of this land who are based in the highest timeline energetics for humanity, reveal to me how I can be in service to the law of one in unity consciousness and the and the repair and activation of this cor- this as this area of the earth grid. Are there any messages that you would like to share with me? I remain open, provided that this these messages and this energy come from a place of benevolence and not an attachment to me. Something like that, right? Put your own spin on that and then just see what comes through. Yeah, and remember that things can be subtle. So you might find that your style or your gift, you might be in different lands, visiting different places, or even right where you are. And you could notice that you get goosebumps in certain situations, or you feel a headache, or you feel a heart expansion. Sometimes it's a physical sensation you might notice. For some of us, it's meditation and having a lot of visuals and things come through. It could be that you're, you like to journal when you're literally or in the astral sense visiting these places and seeing what comes through. So chances are you might have tools that you're using in your other spiritual practices to raise your own individual consciousness that you can also bring forth and utilize as a grid worker while also trying out different techniques, different approaches like what we're sharing with you 
today. And if you're looking for more personalized support on how to navigate all of this, how to really activate your multidimensional gifts and self, your grid working abilities, this is the kind of stuff that Spence and I do a lot more hands-on mentorship with inside of our academy, Transcending the Matrix Academy, where we're able to actually give the personalized support and approach to answer your questions, but also to provide the mentorship on how you can rise up and thrive during this new earth transition. So that is something that is available to you if you want to check out the show notes below. You are welcome to join us in the academy. And also, if you're not already a part of the Gold Pill Gang, this is our free social network where there is a lot of amazing high-end conscious conversation happening in a censorship-free environment. So if you want to plug in and connect with other grid workers, other light workers, and really not feel alone on this path, that can be a really great starting point if you're not quite ready yet for the academy. Beautiful. And when it comes to the Gold Pill Gang, our social networking app for true seekers and awakening souls, we put part to a exclusive special episode for each of our podcasts here on Transcending the Matrix Transmission. So if you head over to the goldpillgang.com, the all the details are in the show notes, you can catch part two of the Grid Worker podcast where we're actually going to talk about how to travel in this transful transformational era because a lot of things are changing we know that flights are changing we know that there's lockdowns there's threats of suppression countries are rioting there's all kinds of stuff that add a bit of a let's say a, a wrench into travel and we're going to talk about our tips for how we're currently traveling and navigating as we do grid work, as we continue to explore, as we go and visit family and provide you with some strategies so you can feel safe and secure and supported during your travels. So you can go over to thegoldpillgang.com, join up or log in if you're already a member, scroll to the bonus podcast channel, and you'll be able to catch part two over there, only available inside of the Gold Pill Gang Network. So we will see you over there. And if you loved today's episode, before you start going on all the different links and coming over to the Gold Pill Gang and the Academy, feel free to shout us out on Instagram. Give us a tag. We love to hear your feedback for the episodes and we love to reshare your posts as well. So until next time, Truth Seeker, have a beautiful day. We trust you've enjoyed your gold pill dose, True Seeker. Let's do it again, shall we? If this episode resonated, come and join us inside of Transcending the Matrix Academy. This is the monthly membership for New Earth visionaries ready to elevate their consciousness and quantum leap into our highest timeline. With dozens of on-demand Ascension workshops, a sacred community and personalized mentorship from us, you'll learn to break free of the collapsing matrix and step into 5D consciousness and beyond. Check the show caption for the link to discover more. And remember, true seeker, 
We can show you the door, but you have to walk through it.